0: Welcome to the Slapback Indie Show. What up, everyone? Uh, Thank you again for coming back to the Slapback Indie Show. I should just make that part of the intro at this point, right? I think that is only fitting because I say it literally every time. So welcome to episode 28. Sorry, I had to look at which one it was. So I'm excited about this because recently... I have, I've been working on some projects, they've been super fun, I've been really excited about them, and I've even started doing this, I don't even know what to call it yet, but I've been doing, it's essentially like some coaching and some mentoring uh, for both producers and for some artists, uh, it's just been some, honestly some some people I've become close friends with, and it's been cool to dive into their creative path and why they do what they do and what they want to do in the future and how to get there. It's really just a sounding board thing, but it's given me an awful lot of great insight about a lot of the problems and situations that come up where indie artists maybe aren't suited the best to take on some of these approaches. And what I mean is there are some straight up myths about the indie music industry that I want to cover today. And I say indie music industry because I don't want to be in the same conversation when it comes to record labels and publishing houses and how they operate because they hold a, a different aspect of business within music altogether. And so I want to talk, I want to focus these myths for indie artists, the ones that are out there and doing everything themselves or are responsible for putting out everything themselves, whether they outsource it or not, but the ones who are literally building this whole artist thing from the ground up. So I'm going to get right into it. The first one that I want to talk about is the myth that you're running the same race as every other artist. It's not, (laughs) first of all, um, spoiler alert, you are not running the same race. Implying that there's a race when it comes to being an artist or creating music at all means that every single person has the same end goal. And that straight up is just not true. With this one, but with all of these myths, I'm taking it from 13 years of experience that I have, starting from when I was a drummer in a band all the way to now where I run my own studio and work with artists remotely all over the country. Um, And I've done parts of other countries. Um, So I take this experience to say that everyone has a different goal in mind. Everyone does music for a different reason. And that's honestly one of the great parts about it because it's people with different backgrounds and different experiences and different talents that come together and create something that is bigger than themselves and can be shared and related to by audiences and fans. And that is literally the process that drives the whole music industry. That's what allows artists to make money as an artist and to be an artist full-time is because they are cultivating a fan base and an audience with their goals in mind, not anyone else's but theirs. So I think a great example is uh, for my own business. I'll I'll start there. I produce indie artists Uh, all across the board. Normally it's within the indie pop world, but I've been kind of expanding recently and I know I'm not gonna, I'm not competing with the same artists that are hiring Max Martin. There are two totally separate lives and goals and credits first of all there's credit difference and that's okay i don't have to do that i don't have to compete with being the next max martin i can just only focus on being my true self my authentic self and really helping people if you're not doing that and you're not serving people then the longevity of your creative path whether you end up doing it professionally or not is going to be limiting And very short. So, figure out your own goal. Figure out your own day to day goal and do what you can to serve other people to get you closer to your goal. And your goal isn't going to be the same as anyone else's. So, seeing other artists or other creatives on platforms like Instagram or TikTok, that's where maybe some FOMO starts setting in and maybe some imposter syndrome. But at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself that you guys are not running the same race. And the next one that I have is actually a little bit more tactical and kind of plays into the first myth of not competing in the same race as every other artist. And this one is quote unquote, best practices are the only practices. That is a huge myth. If everyone did the same thing the same way, because it was the best way to do it, we would just have all of these uniform outlets of music everywhere and I bet there's someone there's someone in their basement right now being like oh well all pop music is that blah 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 that is a, a percentage of a percentage of the music that's released if you were to accumulate every single song that's being uploaded to uh, DSP today the variety of music and expression is incredible and that's not all done by artists and producers and creatives using the same best practices over and over and over. Sometimes the practice that is least tried or maybe not vetted the most is the one that will sound the best and get you the result that you want. Um, And sometimes it's those purple cows, right? Like, and okay, so a purple cow is something that is to be held sacred, like using an SM7B on every single pop vocal that there is. Yes, it's going to work for the majority of them and it's going to sound great. Those are great microphones, but that is not to say that that is the only microphone to pick while recording vocals. So do not box yourself in by best practices. I think it's important to know which are the best practices, but it's also important to know about situations and practices that are maybe just for specialized uses and using them in conjunction with other practices could create the next best practice. So don't be complacent about what it is that you use. And that can be everything from recording. I know I kind of focus on that a lot, but that's the industry that I'm in, but that can also come to marketing your single or marketing your record. There is no one way to get to your goal. There is only the path that you take, and that's going to come with some bumps and turns. So, be sure to analyze the situation and pick what works best for you, not what works best overall, because there is no overall. And the third one, the next myth, is you should appeal to as many people as possible. Okay, I can, I can hear the, the cranks in your head start turning all the way from over here. And what I mean by that is that you should not appeal to as many people as possible. Because appealing to everyone is appealing to no one. This is where the term of niching down comes into play. And maybe that's a little too overused now, but what this means is that you are finding the practices and you are finding the audience that meshes with who you are and what you do naturally. Not who you're trying to be or some inauthentic version of yourself, but the true self that you are and the, the values that you really have and the music that you really make should exclude 90 to 95% of people because it's gonna be that five or 10% of people who do really like what you do that are gonna create that longevity and that crowd is just going to build over time as you're discovered and that same version of that listener is just going to start to multiply. So it's really not having the biggest numbers of numbers. And like I said at the beginning of this, this is maybe where publishing houses and record labels come into play because they have different goals. But as an indie artist, you should exclude 90% of the people that could listen to your music. They should maybe not agree with it or maybe it's not their thing, but that means that you're saving enough room for the 10% of people that it is for. And showing that dedication to a strong supporting fan base of 10% of the population is what really starts bringing artistic careers to fruition. Those are the people that are going to be able to carry you, keep streaming your music, and that lifetime value of the fan that's in that 10% is just going to grow exponentially as that fan base grows with it. So stay true to yourself and don't give in to this notion that... You need to do it for everyone else because you don't. At the end of the day, it's your art, it's your music, and it's your goals on the line. And this last one is maybe a little redundant. And I know I've definitely talked about this before, but the fourth and the last goal that I have for you today is that if you build it, they will come. And what I mean by that is if you are to build uh, your music catalog, right? Like essentially this terminology comes from the fact that if you just put your music out there, then automatically there's going to be fans that are interested and that they're, going to, they're just going to be gravitating to you without you putting in any legwork at all. That is a huge myth and probably the biggest one that I hear about over and over and over and over. You have to be intentional about every single process when it comes to creating, to editing, and then to releasing and promoting your music. It is an active step to reel in new fans and new listeners. So there's not a passive way to do it. The most passive way to do it is by running ads. And even then you have to set up the ad to go attract the attention of the people that you want to listen to the song. So having the mindset that there's going to be people out there that are going to find you and you will blow up, maybe even not overnight, but just blow up without putting in any of that work it's false. And it's not going to lead you anywhere except disappointment to the goals that you had set because you didn't put in the proper time and energy to give anyone else a reason to listen. So there you have it. Those are four huge myths that I am seeing right now with again, the artists and the producers that I have been mentoring and the artists that I've been working with. Um, I've been making some singles with some really talented artists, and it's it's incredible. I I love my job, and I love to, that I get to be able to do this and be in a position to help people find what's important to them. And if that's something that you are interested in, whether it's a full production or if it's just the mentoring business side of things, I want to hear from you. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know if let me know if there are specific problems that you're hitting. And you're hitting these roadblocks and you're not sure if you know a way around. Sometimes talking it out can help just break that barrier and then it's like a flood goes loose. So thank you guys again. Uh, Sorry for the little pitch there, but I will make sure that I see you bright and early next Wednesday at 6 a.m. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.